What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the I Am Icon Podcast. I am your host, Icon Falcon. <sighs> episode six, baby. I feel like we climbing the charts. We getting them numbers together, man. We we slowly but surely, uh, them 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 double digits about to start falling down, man. Episode six, we back again. I'm here with my right hand man, my cameraman, your cameraman too, cameraman Steve. What's going on, baby? What's going on, everybody? Hey man, listen, listen, Super Bowl week is here and it's in effect. The gang is in the Super Bowl like I told y'all it was going to happen when the season began. Every season I, that, that the NFL is here, I keep telling y'all, the Eagles is going to be in it. Listen man, the gang is in the Super Bowl this weekend, man. Oh my God, can I tell you how excited I am about this? And this ain't even sports podcast, but I promise you, I'm letting y'all know now. Oh boy. Listen, don't nothing else in the world matter. Let me be honest with you. Let, let's just get, cut to the shit. I'm not even prepared for this show. I have nothing for y'all today. <laughs> All right? I'm just going to be honest with you. We just going to kick shit today. We just going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about whatever we talk about, but we're going to get this Eagle talk out the way, man. This is how excited I am. Super Bowl weekend, man. The Eagles versus the Chiefs on the, on Sunday, man. It's going down. Listen, man. We've been an unstoppable force this year, baby. Right? I have been a member of the Gang Green Eagle Nation for as long as I can remember. I I'm so 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 excited about this man. Uh ah, predictions. Of course I predict the Eagles to win. I'm going to say uh the Eagles are going to win 21-14. I'll take that. Caraman Steve, who do you think going to win the Super Bowl, man? I'm going 24. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kansas City. Oh! What? Okay. 31 Philly. Oh, okay. So you got Philly winning. Yeah, I got Philly Oh, winning. you got a high-scoring game. Yeah, I got a high-scoring game. Oh, you got high hopes. Ooh, yeah. I'm scared to... You... All right. So, all right. Before we get there, listen, man. All right. So... I... I'm a huge, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of betting, right? And please, bet responsibly. This episode is sponsored by whoever, uh, <laughs> you know, counts as betting. Um, listen, so I use the MGM app, right? Uh, you know, obviously when I'm not in North Carolina. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, sports betting. I love to, uh, you know, indulge from time to time, right? Uh, and so right now the spread is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before I checked the pod, uh, the Eagles was favorites to win 125, uh, and obviously you know uh, the Chiefs was picking was the losers, uh, who everyone expects to lose, right? So you know I you know I put a couple a little little some some uh, on the board for for the you know for the Eagles of course. Uh, but cameraman Steve has a high scoring game. Predict predicts a high scoring game, right? I I'm going to go against that only because I really feel like this is going to be a defensive game, right? Because we're talking about two offensive juggernauts, 
Oh my God, Pat Mahomes, one of the best black quarterbacks we ever seen, and I not only in our time, but I'm gonna say in the history of football. Oh my God, Jalen Hurts, who really showed up this season, right? Showing and 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 proving himself to be one of the best uh, black uh, quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, not just today, but for the future as well, man. And I mean, they both are extremely talented, right? <sighs> And and then the best part about it is both offenses, they have great, great receivers. Ironically, you know what? Obviously, Philly has the best uh, receiver duo, and I think we have a better chance of winning because of our receiver duo. I'm not even going to lie to you. Besides Hartman, and I would not say buddy name that came over from Green Bay, but most of those receivers, I didn't even know who the hell they were. Had no clue who their running back was. Right. Uh, this is just what greatness does. When you, greatness at the quarterback does for other players. Right. Um, you know, I, I believe that Pat Mahomes and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts both uh, up the value for all of their their, their offenses, uh, especially their wide receiver duo and running backs as well. I just don't think we're going to get that high scoring game because of the way that both defensive lines play. Oh my God! Listen, when them Eagles, when when that that Eagle defensive line is on the field, it is almost like a wrecking house, right? They can they can wreck through any offensive line in football, man. <clears throat> and and they they are solid across the line. Like there is no weakness across that line, right? And then they got the the cornerback duo who is just extremely amazing, right? From Slade Maddox and. Uh, all, all, all the people back there, and then you, you also got some great people on, uh, on uh, Kansas City defense as well, man. So I just really think it may come down to a defensive game, especially if we can, if both sides is rushing the quarterback. One thing both teams is good at is short yardage. So if we're doing a short yardage game, that's going to eat up the clock, which means that maybe they won't score a lot. And I could be wrong, right? Uh, we are talking about two of the best quarterbacks that also is known for airing the damn ball out. Right, so you just don't know. It really depends on what the defensive scheme is uh, uh, coming into the game. So we'll see that. So uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it, uh, you know, fairly, fairly simple. I, I don't want to go too high, but we'll see. I mean, if if it is a high scoring game, that means it's gonna be an exciting game, and I'm here for that too. Right, so I'm here for it all. So, but back to this bet MGM app, right? So. Once again, this is not a this is not a uh, this is not a uh, sports podcast. So we're gonna get in and get out. Um, I'm just I'm just really amazed. This so this if you don't know, uh, so the MGM obviously the the hotel, which is also uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have a separate. Uh, where you can gamble brand. Uh, I, I'm not for sure how that works out. Obviously, it's a hotel, but uh, it's a casino, and they now put the casino inside of an app. Uh, well, the sports betting portion of the casino, they put it into an app now. So you can literally go on your phone, if you, if you haven't heard of this already, you can literally go on your phone, 
place your place your bets of who you think gonna win and all these other things you can bet on right uh clearly it's obviously limited to certain states because the federal government now has their hands in the fed in gambling and now they're telling you who can and who can't gamble online right ironically we're gonna talk a little bit more we're not gonna get too deep into it because whatever we're just not gonna get too deep into it but uh <laughs> but if you are in one of those states where you can gamble, right, you can download the MGM app, start a create a profile, and place your bets for the Super Bowl. Once again, we do not promote gambling. If you are a gambler and you have trouble gambling, please call whatever the hotline number <laughs> is, all right? <laughs> you know, uh, just Google it. Uh, but so the MGM app, I was, I was looking online the other day. They said 7 Point six billion dollars has been betted on the Super Bowl this year. That is nuts. Seven point six billion dollars has been betted just on the Super Bowl this year. Slim, the app has only been out for three years. The app has only been out for three years. From my understanding, we have a 31% increase of betting. <clears throat> Let me rephrase that. There, there's a 31% increase of the amount betted on the Super Bowl this year than it was last year. And this app has only been out for three years. I am willing to bet as long as... As the as long as the federal government can regulate gambling, all fifty states are going to start making sure that you can touch this MGM app. Seven point six, and I don't I don't have the 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 total amount of states that are legalized right now, right? But it's not a lot. It's like the obvious, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. Right? New York, Virginia, D.C., Maryland. Uh, you know, places like that. It's not a lot. But 7.6 on this, guess what? <clears throat> Here's the beautiful part about this. I don't know if y'all know, but people pay taxes on gambling. On, gam on, on, on whatever you earn, there's taxes. The casinos. I think casino. I don't know if the casinos pay taxes. I, I ain't too deep into it. But... You definitely pay pay taxes on on what you earn, on your earnings. I paid my. They sent me a nice email saying, "Hey, uh, whatever the form is uh, for you to uh, claim on your taxes. Hey, your form is ready." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot." <laughs> you know how like you know how like maybe you hit the lottery. Everybody be like, "Oh, I want to hit the lottery for a hundred mil." I'm gonna do it, but everybody forget about the taxes. Yeah, that's how I felt when I looked at that form. I was like. Damn. <clears throat> so, in my brain, and my brain kind of, it works differently than everybody else's sometimes. Uh, fam, the federal, the federal government gets paid off of us gambling. So, I can't imagine them not legalizing it in all 50 states. Obviously, the states that are legalized, they're, they're using it as a test route. And I'm more than sure. As much money as this thing, this one app is has flowing in, I couldn't see it. Hell, we in debt already. We they need our money. <laughs> so let us play, dog. 
<laughs> but I think that is nuts, man. $7.6 billion betted on the Super Bowl with a 31% increase from last year. I think, uh, I think, I think that is, I think I might, I might need to find out how we can make our own bet now. Hmm. See, look, look at what the I Am Icon podcast do. We, all we're doing is having a conversation. Now I want to start another app. What does it take to start our own betting app? I'm going to look into that. Maybe maybe, we'll wanna, we'll, we'll, maybe maybe on our next podcast, we'll talk about what I come up with. And if we can, as a community, come up with something in it. And, uh, you know, and we can just bet on our own shit. I don't know. We'll see. Karen and Steve, where are you going to be at watching the game, man? Uh, man, I'll probably be local. I'll probably be with the fam this year. Not going to lie. I'll probably be with the fam. Got it. I feel you. <sighs> See, if the Eagles didn't make the Super Bowl, that's probably what I'll be doing, too. Where are you going to be at? I'm going to take a trip up to D.C. to go to the MGM. <laughs> <laughs> Take a trip to the MGM, dog. <laughs> I need to be in the building because if I hit, I need my money on top. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and make this trip. Nah, man. So you know, I'm I'm a i am i am like I don't know if you ever been, man, but I, I, I enjoy going to the MGM. Period. It's a nice vibe, bro. Uh, have you ever been to MGM before? I have not. So the MGM, the only one I've ever been to. Uh, is the one obviously in uh, it's in quote it's in Maryland, but mm-hmm. uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia. It's all the same, same it's borderline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard the the one in Vegas is a lot nicer. I do. I would like to go to that one, but uh, so it's a nice vibe. They actually have clubs inside the MGM. Okay, dope. Once again, dope vibe. Really, they have the upscale joints, mm-hmm. and then they have the the regular plain clothes joints where you can just show up in whatever you show up in the more upscale joints you got to be they require you to be a little bit more uh dressed up okay. to go in there but it's all a vibe uh great people in there I, i've i've always had a great time I, I i can't remember what birthday it was i think we celebrate one me and some of my friends we celebrate our birthdays uh at the MGM uh one year uh it's casino clubs food Alcohol, yeah. uh, rooftop joints. Okay. It, it's a whole vibe, man. It's, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just a, a weekend full of, of good fun. So, okay. uh, But then, obviously, they got the section where you can go uh, watch the game as well. Okay. So, I don't know which part I'm going to be indulging in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll definitely be in D.C. this weekend, uh, you know, watching the game and you know, indulging in, to, in some of the good times that uh, the MGM has in, in, in front of me. Uh, definitely probably taking Monday off to recover. <laughs> I'm not doing anything on Monday at all, taking a whole day off. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be like that. Damn sure if they win. And God forbid if they win. Because you know normally, if I'm not mistaken, if they win the Super Bowl... The Eagles win the Super Bowl. I think the parade might be the same week or the week after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the kids got a two-hour <laughs> two delay on Monday uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia. So they know. They know what's up. That's They know what's coming. So uh, that's where I'll be at, man. 
uh, and it's kind of funny. So uh, for for you all that may not know the backstory, uh, I'm from Carolina, uh, reside in D.C., uh, <clears throat> but I am obviously a huge Eagles fan. Uh, and the way that that happened was pretty much I became an Eagles fan in high school, man. I, uh, it was one of those things where in high school I was, I was sitting, I remember like, yes, I was sitting in class and I saw, saw the kids, you know, the dudes in the circle just talking about football. Like, oh, this guy, you know, did whatever. He better than this guy. And I just couldn't engage in the conversation because I don't know anything about sports. I, I grew up in a house full of women, uh, or I, my my whole family is full of women. I don't have you know a bunch of men in my family, so it wasn't anybody that could really a I could really watch sports with or b anyone to teach me about sports. So as I'm sitting there in the class, I remember I was like, "Yo, I want to be a part of these conversations." So what I did was I went home and started watching football. All right, so I turned the, I turned the TV on to uh uh to find a football game. And the the Eagles game was on. I can't remember who was playing. If I'm not mistaken, it was like the Eagles and Buccaneers or Eagles and Patriots. It was somebody, something like that. And I automatically fell in love with football because I just, that was the first time I was introduced to black excellence in sports, right? Uh, just watching so many black men just, you know, just be great at something. You know, I was watching. Uh, I, first, I fell in love with uh, uh, Don McNabb. Uh, quarterback for the Eagles. Man, just the way, just just watching him, uh, just just his athleticism, right on the field, and then you start seeing people like Brian Dawkins, uh, you know, and and some of the other players on the team. Uh, it, it it was just like uh, uh, Brian Westbrook. Oh, definitely was one of my favorite uh, running backs. Um, I just automatically fell in love with the Eagles, man. So I, I made a vow that this is my team. This is who I watch, and I'm going to stick with this. And then the next season of football came on. <laughs> and there was a guy that I didn't know exist that was the only time in life I was about to switch sides like nobody's business. This guy's name was Mike Vick. And I was like, who? The fuck is that? Why is he able to run so fast? And why is nobody able to tackle this man? Why is he able to throw the ball so damn far down the field? While scrambling. What in God's green earth is this creation? Holy shit. The only time I ever felt like I was about to switch. Only time. Never felt like this ever again in my life. But I stay true to my Eagles, even through that great era of watching this. God, Mike Vick is amazing, bro. Salute to him. Salute to Don McNabb, man. Uh, so I became an Eagles fan that way. And I just stayed true to the colors, man. And listen, man, if you ever watch an Eagles game with me, you're going to hear me probably Probably gonna have me screaming, <laughs> yelling at the TV, telling the players move left, move right, do something. You know, people. The things that people who don't know, who really don't know football, yeah, you, that's what I be doing. I know everything about football except for 
everything about football. <laughs> I know what I tell myself I know about football, man. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, man, I really don't have anything for y'all today. But we're going to just shoot from the hip today. All right, so I have a question. Oh, tell me what you think, Caramel State. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and it could be both, mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs self-made, or do you think entrepreneurs are created by their environment? Um, I think I got to go with both on this one. I think I got to go with both. I can respect that. Um. Because obviously environment creates so many things for a person, positive and negative. Facts. Uh, but also, I can see self-made as well, just getting to know yourself, getting to know your interests, uh-huh. what you like. So I, I can see it going both ways. I think I'm going I'm to follow you on that one. Uh, I think I agree. I, I think I agree. Um, 100%. Um. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think to step, take a step further. I think the environment creates entrepreneurs a lot more than entrepreneurs are self-made. I think our, when I say our, I'm speaking about obviously entrepreneurs. I think uh, the environment of entrepreneurs as at whatever stage that uh um that they're groomed at is what makes entrepreneurs, right? And I and a lot of times it's from my early stages, right? Uh Jim Jones is a great example of this. I am a huge fan of Jim Jones. You know, obviously like we talk about on the podcast all the time. I'm a hip hop fan just in general. Um and I love what uh I love the entrepreneurs that come out of uh come out of hip hop because they go through so much right uh in front of our eyes it's kind of like they fail in front of us so that we can uh prosper later on in life huge fan of jim jones right uh if you've been living under the rock since god put you on this earth he is uh uh, a member of dipset uh and the i'm sorry i have to i have to sound like uh I have to sound like those those blogs and news channels. He is a hip hop artist of of the rap group uh, Dipset. <laughs> uh, but seriously, huge fan of him. Uh, I am a huge fan of him, and I'm a huge fan of his story. Uh, he told a story about uh, pretty much. It wasn't even how he became an entrepreneur. Uh, <clears throat> His story was simply about how he wanted to get money, right? Which pretty much is an entrepreneur. But he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's from Harlem, New York. And he was talking about how he he wanted to be fresh and fly like the other kids on the block. Like, that's just what the kids on the block looked like in Harlem, right? Uh, they had the new shoes, new clothes, so forth and so on. So he wanted to be like that. But he didn't have any money. <clears throat> He didn't come from a family with money. His, you know, his mother didn't have the money, so forth and so on. So he was like, he had to find a way to get the money so that he looked like everybody else on the block or in the neighborhood 
uh, so he wasn't the the bummy kid that everybody was laughing at, right? So uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, the story went, he turned to selling drugs, right? Drug money uh, allowed him to buy the things that he needed. Uh, and then, you know, somewhere on, uh, down that line, he became he, he became a rapper and then he became a, a, a rapper in, in the group Dipset. Uh, obviously, I'm leaving out a lot in between, but just to speed up the story. <clears throat> Let me tell you why. Uh, his his story was dope to me. Just that little bit, that little piece, uh, is honestly simply because uh, he chose to go outside and find a way. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's none of my business, right? We we, we don't judge anybody, right? And I'm not telling you to go sell drugs either, right? Let's go ahead. And disclaimer: This is not a podcast to advertise drugs, all right, or drug dealing. This is just me highlighting another black man, right? Uh, so that was what he did in order to get the things that he wanted, right? And then he turned around and became a rapper. And everything, majority of the things that he rap about is the the past lifestyle of where he came from uh, all the way up until him becoming a rapper, but here's where, to me, I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, it's just, you know, to to his to his accomplishments, I don't think he gets enough credit because he he's been through a lot in the public eye, right? From relationships, uh, uh, the the group dipset uh, breakups and reunions and. Uh, you know, uh, his music. And obviously one of my favorite is him now being a developer, uh, uh, a developer in the tech space now. Right. Uh, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for this because a lot of people don't shine a light on, on, on individuals like that because he may not be, uh, one of the p biggest tech developers, or he may not be one of the biggest rappers in the game. So, uh, we're talking about him because to me, he's a self-made entrepreneur. Uh, but he's an entrepreneur who in the, in the lane now that I'm pretty sure when he was jumping off the porch and going to go do whatever he was doing to buy those Jordans and those clothes, he would have never thought he would have had interest in. Right. But because he was a rapper, it allowed him and helped open up a door for him to become an entrepreneur in tech. So if you Google Jim Jones, he is. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of the app or the name of uh, the, the, the service that he has. But pretty much what he has is he created, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he created an app that allowed uh, rappers or uh, content developers, I don't want to limit to rappers, content developers to uh, record content live with, with zero latency with another producer in another area. So let me, let me give you a great example. I'm a rapper and I want to, um, create a a track all right i want to i want to create a song right normally the rapper would either a 
have to be in the same location as the producer or B, the producer sends the the beat or whatever the case is to the rapper. The rapper raps on it. And I hate calling them rappers because it makes it seem like they're not human or something. Uh, but whatever. Uh, the rapper raps on it, you know, does whatever, and then sends it back to the producer. The producer mixes it, da 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 da, da and boom, it's a song. From my understanding of how this process works. Jim Jones created the process so that you can now, I can right here on this mic, rap while on Jim Jones app and the producer can be wherever the producer is and record it live with zero latency, which means there is no, there is no hold. There is no, uh, you're it, it, how can I explain it? There is no, you the the producer on the other end doesn't have to speed up the track to catch up, uh, catch your words up to whatever the beat is. There's oh, no lag. There's no lag. God damn, that's why cameraman Steve is here. I was about to give you the whole the the source before we got to the. There is no lag. There is no zero latency. There is no lag. All right, that shows you how intelligent I am. Uh, <laughs> let me go back to school. Uh, so there is no lag. And that's a big deal. Even in uh, recording, you know, podcasts, right? Even in um, doing interviews or whatever the uh, whatever the case is. Matter of fact, a great example of that is live streaming. Live streaming is a great example of that. Uh, the one of the biggest issues, if y'all remember, during COVID, when uh, what Swiss Beats thing and Timberland thing, the uh, versus versus. That was one of the biggest issues when Versus first came out because they was trying to do this through Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they kept running into the issue of the latency. Latency being no lag. But because everybody was in a different location, like, I'll say something, and by the time it's received on the other end, you've already said something or did something, whatever case is. By the time it get back to me, it's it's late. You know, the whole nine y'all. So Jim Jones created a system that a live stream can happen at the same. Ex you will you are receiving and seeing it at the same exact time that is happening. And I think that is nuts because that is one of the hardest softwares or one of the hardest things to find. Uh, and that is available to the average individual. Now, if we're talking about someone who's a conglomerate like excuse me, Hulu, right? When they do like the live stream of the these festivals during the summer and stuff like that, it's a little different, right? They're, what they have available to them is way more than uh, the average user has available to them, right? But for us to have something like that and as, con as just creators of anything, especially when we want to create with people that are across the world or, you know, in another state or something, instead of having to be in the same um, same room as them or having to worry about paying somebody to uh, to to catch to to equal up whatever it is that that's trying to be recorded. I think that that's a big deal, man. But and he's doing really well, man. Uh, he does. Uh, I don't know what you will call it, but like where you have DJs just do. Um, they DJ for maybe like an hour or two, or he'll go to a, you know, he'll have a club just do uh live stream, uh whatever it is going on in the club on on the 
on the actual app, man. So I, I think that's a dope, dope thing. DJ Envy is invested into it. Uh, and a few other people, man. So salute to him. Uh, you know, I wish him all the success, man. And I um um I hope he I know he knowing the hustler that he is, he has a million other ideas. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna invest his money into other things as well. So, you know, I'll be definitely checking out everything that he's doing and watching out for everything he has going on. So with that being said, how did you know that you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Well, how did you know you wanted to become a photographer, Steve? Uh, it was the way I view photos compared to everybody else. Um, some people look at a photo, they're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I can be like, I like the colors. Yeah. I like the tones. Yeah. I like the way this person is posing. I like the way the light is coming in. So I analyze pictures a lot differently. Man, you hit it on the nail, bro. And I think that is so dope. And I think something so simple like that is exactly how entrepreneurs are created. Right? Uh it sometimes as sometimes you can be an entrepreneur and you don't even know it right you have the knowledge or the ability to do things that other people may not be able to you that can easily become entrepreneurship the simplest thing people sell the simplest things bro like sometimes it blows my mind the 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 fact that I drink out a a, a, a plastic cup, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And somebody created this, yeah. right? I mean, just think. If, listen, understand. And and sometimes you got to take yourself out of the the thought process of being a boss or being the CEO or the owner or something. Sometimes just just understand. Sometimes it's easier to understand that you're just the middleman, right? All businesses. All, all a business is, is just being a good middleman for the next business, right? Sometimes you got to ignore the fact that you're trying to be a boss. You got to ignore the fact that you're the CEO of a company. If you focus on being a really good middleman, you will prosper as an entrepreneur. Because that's all it is. Your business is nothing but the middle business to help someone achieve something on the other end of it, right? All right, let's 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 do a test run. Social media. Social media is nothing but a really good middleman, right? You have humans. Social media. The out, the outcome is the internet. That's it. Without social media, we cannot connect to the internet. In a social capacity. We can't interact with other individuals. Everywhere else in the world. Uh, and see their photos. And and see their videos. And create content. So that the world can see. Without social media. Right? Cool. Let's try another business. Hell. Cars. Right? Cars are... Car dealerships or car manufacturers are nothing but really good middlemen, right? Car manufacturers allow us to get to a certain place a lot faster than we would if we just walked. So they, you have the humans, car manufacturers, and now the highways. All right. Okay, Icon Falcon. You just you, you using all these huge... Uh, examples make something simple all right cool no problem let's do 
Hell. Close. And what all you doing is being a really good middleman when you making when you're a designer of clothes. Right? Because once again, you have the human. The human has to wear clothes. You're the clothes designer. And when you after you put the clothes on the human, now the human can go out in public now. You're just a really good middleman. Balenciaga, you're just really good middlemen. Gucci. Really good middleman. <laughs> and I mean, give or take, I don't believe some of them are really good middlemen, but they're here, right? Um, that's just really it. I really believe if if people focus more on how they can be really good middlemen, they can be a lot better entrepreneurs. But because we have so many entrepreneurs that are so selfish and they just want to be the only one or the only boss or the only CEO or whatever the case is, that's where a lot of them fail at. Because where they get it confused at is you'll never be the only one. You'll just be the good one right now until somebody else comes after you and says, okay, I have an idea and my idea can do what yours did, but it can do Yours and what I wanted to do better. That's why it's so good to. That's why it's so important to understand how to be a good middleman. Because then you got to understand who your competitors are. Right. Understand who who you're competing against and what they're capable of doing or what they already are doing and why you can do it better and how to continuously do it better. Because whatever you're doing better today is not going to be necessarily better tomorrow. So it's a continuous flow. It's continuous growth. That's just what it's all about. That's what being a really good middleman is. That's what an entrepreneur is. <laughs> Mark Cuban is amazing, but he's just a good middleman. <laughs> right? He owned he 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 owned the Mavericks, but he don't play. <laughs> I ain't seen Mark Cuban shooting in the gym, dog. Yo. A great middleman? Hey, I just thought about this. P. Diddy. Puff. Brother Love. I don't know what you want to call him. My OG. Love him to death. But he's just a great middleman. Notice I said his name was P. Diddy. I didn't say his name was B.I.G. Notice I said his name was P. Diddy. I didn't say his name was Mary J. Blotch. I said his name was P. Diddy. I didn't say 112. I didn't say Mace. I didn't say making a band. I can keep going. He is the middleman between all of those people. <laughs> oh, the locks. That's just what it's about. And because he was able to be the great middleman at that, he became the great middleman at the next thing. And the next thing. Right? Sirach. This man didn't make the liquor. <laughs> OG, listen, I love you. I love you. But this man ain't in there. Whatever it takes to make the look, he ain't doing that. He just found somebody that was good at doing that because they're the good middleman at that. And then he just connected us. That's just what this is. 
That's all this shit is. It's being a really good middleman. If you, I love Jay Z. He will forever be my OG, and I follow his footsteps when it comes to this business thing. And let me go ahead and go on the record. Um, I will forever take the money, never the dinner. <laughs> I don't understand how that became a conversation, but I mean, you do understand that somebody can you can sit at the dinner table with somebody, and they can give you all the information that they want to, and give you the knowledge, and you can still be on the wrong path because that information is not for you. You cannot take someone else's path and put it on yours and expect the same outcome. That's not the way this works, right? This is why we have so many great entrepreneurs because they stuck to their path and did what was right for them, and that was in in that was in their future, and then they they achieve success. Got off on the wrong foot, but just know, Hove, I love you. I do want a dinner. I will take a dinner, you know, but, you know, if offered, I'll take the money first. Um, I was going somewhere with that, cameraman Steve. <laughs> I, I just don't, I lost track. Y'all know. Huh? Middleman. Middleman. All right. So, if you look at whole billionaire status, killing shit out here, he's just a really good middleman. Rapping, really good middleman. And then after he became a really good middleman and rapping, oh, it was over. Then he was like, oh, shit. I can make money doing a lot of other things better than this. Title, streaming platform, a middleman, Apple, middleman, laptops, damn music streaming, middleman. Like, do I do I need to keep repeating myself? And all you have to do is become a good middleman. Stop worrying about being the best at damn the the only one or the best. Listen, just focus on being a really good middleman. Listen, uh I I be, I wanted to become an entrepreneur because of my environment. <laughs> and I didn't know this until, you know, I do therapy. I think it's important for me to do therapy. I think it's important for us all to do therapy if it's available to us. But I didn't know that this is why I became an a, a, a entrepreneur until my therapist told me. Uh, but it's the survivor in me. I have a survivor's instinct. That's why... I became an entrepreneur. I never lived life. I've only survived life. Ever since I was a child, everything was about survival. Everything was about making ends meet. Everything was about making it to the next day. So you just become really good at making shit happen. You become really good at planning shit out. You become really good at being the leader. You become really good at making the best out of nothing. Uh, It's kind of crazy because isn't that all of what you need to become an entrepreneur? Well, a successful one at that. A successful one at least. 
right? You have to be really good at making something out of nothing. Cameron Steve, how much does uh at this point in your career, in in your in your expertise, how much does a a, a camera cost? Just general. Uh, obviously there's different levels. Yeah. But um, top of the line, you're looking at two K plus, uh, three K plus. And that's that's camera body. Then you look at lenses, which can be if you want top of the line good quality, looking at additional grand for eight hundred, twelve hundred. 1600 shoot depending on the lens 23 2400 easy easy before you can i don't know where y'all from where i'm from if i ever talk like that <laughs> boy they'll slap the hell out you want what you want to do what you want money for what Boy, you better take this little iPhone and you better get the snapping. As an entrepreneur, you become really good at saying, I can't afford nothing that cameraman Steve just said. But I got a phone. I I don't know how this works, right? So I'm just, I'm shooting from the hip, though, right? But I do know that as entrepreneurs, our job is to take whatever resources we have around us or we have available to us. And to build something from nothing. That's what I just. I, I enjoy that. I found a passion in that. I enjoy building something from nothing. The first. The first. Uh, so. Once again I tell you. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. So growing up. There was. There was a place. Uh, I used to go to as a child that my mother used to take me to anytime I asked for something brand new, right? I'll be like, Ma, I want the I want the new toys or whatever the case is or the new game. She'd be like, All right, cool, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna take your toys that you con you, you currently have that you no longer wanna play with, throw them in the box. All right, get that box, throw it in the trunk, all right, get in the car, all right. Next thing you know, we at the flea market. She done rented out a, a, a parking, a, a little, at that time, they was uh, leasing out parking, the little parking sections, the little parking lanes. And she was like, whatever you want, you better sell. You better sell enough to get whatever you want. That was my first introduction into being an entrepreneur. My mother took me to the flea market and told me, you sell your the old toys you don't want. In order for you to buy new toys. And the crazy part was. It was working. I remember like yesterday. I took this one action figure. And this this one boy came up to, to my lane. And he said. Oh you know, whatever we said as kids. I want this toy. It's nice toy. I was like. And I remember like. Yo this shit is new. This is the best in stock. You ain't got this Hulk Hogan. This Hulk Hogan came from my house. You know what my house is? This is an asset, bro. A dollar. I give it to you for a dollar, bro. Like it's going, it's hot out here on the streets, but I'll give it to you for a dollar. When he gave me that dollar, I said, oh shit, I got something. <laughs> I got something. Boy, in Raleigh, North Carolina, at this flea market, this when I was growing up, this is where I learned to be a hustler. I used to sell all my toys at this flea market, dog. And then 
these damn New Yorkers caught wind of it. <sighs> Let me tell you if you don't know anything about New Yorkers. And I got the license to talk about New Yorkers. You know why? Because all my family's from New York. So I could talk about them. Alright? If you don't know anything about people from New York, they will come to your city. <laughs> And start claiming shit <laughs> that they ain't have nothing to do with. <laughs> I swear to God, if you ask me, I think Christopher Columbus is really from New York. <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I think Christopher Col Christopher Columbus is really from New York, man. Cause boy, them New Yorkers came down south to our flea market, and boy, they just took over. Boy, I ain't. I ain't never heard of a a, a a a bootleg DVD or a bootleg CD. What is that? What is that? They came down here with them them DVDs, them CDs. I ain't never seen somebody sell DVDs, CDs, and boxes on the same table, bro. <laughs> yo, I swear to God, yo, them New Yorkers came south. When they when they found man, I'm trying to tell you, them New Yorkers is like uh like Christopher Columbus when they found out we had a flea market here in Raleigh. They started selling CDs, DVDs, white teas, and incense. <laughs> like, bruh, I don't want the baby powder incense, bruh. Yo, man. And then next thing you know, boom, our whole joint, our whole operations were blown up. The, the feds came in and shut our, our, our flea markets down, man, because it was so much. They started selling bags. They started selling everything, bro. Shoes used by Jordans from the flea market. It, it turned from a simple hustle to the black, the black market for real. For real, for real. And But uh, those were good times. And... So that's that's what introduction introduced me to entrepreneurship, and ever since then I just love the hustle. I love the grind. I love the grit. I love making something from nothing. I love not. I don't love not having anything, but I love making just making something. And then also, like I said, my whole family's from New York. I I honestly think everybody should take a trip to New York. I think everybody should 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 uh should visit New York and just see what the just in just you sh everyone should see the hustle and bustle in new york man like when you go to new york ain't nobody listen i, I dare you ask what direction somewhere ain't nobody care you lost unless you want to get robbed yo i love going to new york only because like it just makes you feel like you have the world at your fingertips anything is possible when you're in new york you feel like, not just New York, you feel like you can go anywhere in the world and just take over. This is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is one, this is a place called Fulton Street. It's like a couple blocks long. It's none. It used to be, when, when I used to go as a child, it used to be uh, just a little, it's ironic. It was almost like uh, the flea market. Just a bunch of small businesses, not even businesses, because they didn't have no LLCs. <laughs> they was just niggas setting up on the block, but but they had they had the shit. You could have bought anything from from Fulton Street, dog, and it's still there. Y'all go check it out, man. It it's it's 
it's not like it was back in the day, but they, they still got shit going on out there. Last time I was up in New York, I checked it out, you know, uh, you know, bought a couple of things. You can buy anything, buy jewelry out there. You can, you can buy bags out there. Uh, the whole nine yards, man, it's just a good vibe, but I enjoyed it because I just, once again, I love seeing hustles, hustlers hustle, right? I love seeing people not complaining and just getting to it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the, the that's the most beautiful feeling in the world. Uh, entrepreneurs uh, creating something just based off of their environment. I think that's that's pretty much a big deal, man. Uh, so you know, like I said, uh, if y'all ever get a chance, I I I, I think y'all I think y'all would y'all would enjoy it. Uh, go check it out, man, and check out Junior's Cheesecake while y'all out there too. Whew. God. Well, got I went to New York for the first time in December. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I went to Junior's. No, you didn't. Yes, sir. Uh, what'd you get? Uh, I don't like regular cheesecake. I think I got. I apple, don't either. Okay. Apple cinnamon, something like that. Something like that. Smash. Yeah. Yo, they got all type of cheesecakes out there. Man, let me tell you, I had the. I'm a strawberry cheesecake fan myself, first of all. Um, I had the strawberry cheesecake and I had. Um, the red velvet cheesecake and the strawberry cheesecake was the best, but boy, smashed yeah. food. I don't know if you had food, food smashed. Yeah. I mean, amazing, bro. Like they, it's so good. They even put junior, junior cheesecake, uh, in the airport as well out there in the hill. That's and if you, that's, that's where you got it. it. Yeah. See, I'm trying to tell you. And if you don't know anything about junior's cheesecake, uh, making the band went, Puffy, when 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 some, I forgot exactly what was going on, but Puffy made made the people who was on the show making the band on MTV made them walk to Brooklyn. I forgot where they was currently at. Make them walk. I know they had to walk over the bridge. They had to walk to Brooklyn for some cheesecake. They had to walk to Junior's Cheesecake to go get Puffy some some cheesecake. Listen, I ain't gonna hold you. I walked. I walked for some cheesecake. That shit was good. All right. And I ain't taking Cheesecake Factory. Ain't ain't don't even talk to me, dog. <laughs> that's some that's some shit. They they that's voodoo in the south. <laughs> Yo, man, I was reading this article, man. I don't even know if we are gonna get a chance to get into all of it, man. But um, uh, there's this producer named Jamil Saleem, uh, who who it looks like I'm just gonna read some of the article. and We'll get to it. All right, Jamil Salim has made his mark in entertainment as an animation writer and executive producer. He boasts work from shows that include Bob's Burgers and South Park, among others. Uh, Journey to the Top, his entry into the industry started with landing an acting role for an episode of The Wire, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. If if you've never seen it, listen, go watch it. All right. From there, Celine ventured from Baltimore to Los Angeles and pursuing pursuing acting in 2007. He started carving his own way, his own pathway by tapping into YouTube and creating a web series. However, when the right doors didn't open, he knew it was time to pivot. Man, one day we got to come in here and talk about pivoting. Right. And when, when it's time just to give up and just do something different. Then he, uh, talks about moving to LA. Uh, 
Then he talks about the journey not being overnight. Then he talked about his obstacles. By 2012, Salim made his way to the big screen through his brainchild exit strategy, which featured Kevin Hart. Despite the achievements, Salim's time in Los Angeles almost came to an abrupt end because he was still struggling to make ends meet. He then says, and this we're going to read this paragraph, and we're going we're gonna to leave it at this. I think it's the most important. He says, I spent four years sleeping on people's couches, you know, homeless, he explained. Then there was a time when I made this movie, Extra Strategy, wrote and starred in this movie. Uh, Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart was in it. It came out in the theaters, was on Netflix, Redbox, Amazon, all that. And I was still broke. I remember I was about to go to Santa Monica, promenade and start filming, filling out applications. And I was very close to going back to Baltimore. It's that simple to me. <clears throat> it's that simple. I believe entrepreneurs are made based off of their environment. I believe that they can be self-made, but I heavily lean on entrepreneurs being made from their environment. Right? My guy just said he was homeless. I can tell you some stories, but I ain't going to hold your time up today. But my guy just said he was homeless. That being a part of his environment, I guarantee you, lit a fire in him to make him want to be better, want him to succeed more, made him want to get, you know, become greater. I believe that if you believe that no matter what your environment currently is, there is still good and there's still a light in everything that's going on in your life right now. There is something that you're going through. There is something that you're dealing with. There is something that you may be living in or living around or whatever the case is. That may just be a test just to make you a better entrepreneur. You Being an entrepreneur doesn't always have to be you having the best idea. Being an entrepreneur doesn't always have to be you being the greatest. They don't believe me? They gonna kill me. When I become a billionaire, they gonna kill me if I keep calling them out. If you don't believe me, look at rappers. They're not all great. They're just good at what they're good at. And that's what this is about. They're good at their environment. Even if they're faking it, as if it's someone, you know, as if they're a part of another environment. It doesn't matter. They're good at doing that, at least. My my conclusion to all of this is take a moment and look around at what you have available to you. Take what you have available to you. Look up. Whatever resource you can look up, do your own research and find out how you can copy in and copy in and paste or attach whatever resources you have available to you and create a business from it. I mean, hell, I, I, even if you only like to, you know, uh, sew beads together or something, you know what I'm saying? Something simple like that. People make money doing that type of stuff. Right. 
I don't believe in entrepreneurs seeking to become entrepreneurs. I believe in entrepreneurs just going share based off their talent. Just simple stuff. Right? You know what I mean? Entrepreneurs, there are that clean buildings. Not saying that you have to. But people are good at cleaning. That's what they like to do. That could be peaceful for certain people. Right? I like to go grocery shopping. I'm a huge fan of grocery shopping because I find peace in certain grocery stores. Do you know there are people that do that as a business? They grocery shop and deliver those products outside of those platforms that you know about. I mean, like, real life, they have their own business doing stuff like that. Shoe cleaners, right? Just find something. It's there. You just have to take the time to sit down and actually want to recognize it. It doesn't always have to be a billion-dollar idea all the time. Like, fam, a lot of these billion-dollar companies weren't even billion-dollar ideas when they first did it. They was just trying shit out. I just told you last pod uh, about the Google Maps idea. They didn't have no clue what they was doing. They just wanted to make something work. The, the, the Apple, the way Apple came together, they just wanted to make something work. Right? They used the resources that was available to them. Hey, go Google uh, Mark Cuban's story. Same difference. They just wanted to make some work. Oh, he just wanted to make some work. I apologize. So listen, if you feel like your idea isn't as big as the of the businesses that you see in front of you, go Google those businesses that you see in front of you and, and Google what they look like when they first started. They weren't billion dollar businesses. Hey, go 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 Google Jay Z, what he looked like before he he, he looked like Jay Z today. You might be surprised. I like to uh, I look at the Rock, pause, hard pause, <laughs> right? I'm I look at the Rock when he first first go look at what he looked like when he first first became a a wrestler. I am willing to bet my bank account you would have never said that guy would be the rock today. Sometimes the process is right there in front of you. You just got to take a leap of faith and believe in your own process and the resources around you. Listen, Super Bowl week, Eagles Nation, entrepreneurs is in effect. We believe in ourselves this year. We investing in ourselves this year. We're appreciating the resources that we have around us this year. And we're going to become successful this year. Another another episode down. I appreciate the time that you all took to kick it with us today. I look forward to kicking it with you all next week. I expect to be a little more richer next week than I am this week. And if I'm not, I may just skip pot because I can't afford it. Uh, <laughs> but. Thank y'all as always, man. Listen, let's chop it up again next week. Let's link up uh, until we meet again. Y'all stay successful. Y'all stay motivated. And y'all stay, stay grounded, man. Until we meet again, Icon out.